Welcome back, Bulls Nation, to another episode of the Nothing But Bull Podcast. I'm your host, Derek, and as always, I'm here with my main man, Justin. Just B, what's going on? Nothing much. Just excited about all of these moves that we made recently. <laughs> oh, wait. <laughs> I take that back. <laughs> and, of course, we have Melissa. How's it going? What's up, gang? Happy weekend. And equally as excited about... <laughs> all of the, all the changes that were made really excited about the shooter we added no because of course the bulls made zero moves at the trade deadline vooch is still a bull kobe's still a bull everybody that was on the team before the deadline is still here <laughs> i mean i did not expect the Bulls to do anything. Um, I said it was a small chance to you guys because I knew about the whole Zach and the Knicks talk, but materialized to nothing as usual. I wasn't expecting any changes to be major changes to be made. I was hoping there would be some small tweaks, something just minor to at least address like the shooting issue or glaring glaring shooting issue lack of three-point shooting um that ak <laughs> says we we don't have <laughs> <laughs> but, so you don't hey, like we, we we also lost to the nets a, a team that he also mentioned we got you know a, a team we mentioned that got worse <laughs> ak we, we got blown out to the Nets, so there's that. So you all watched the, um, the press <laughs> conference, right? Yeah. I did. <laughs> I mean, it was, it was, like, funny, but not in, like, oh, so funny of a manner. Um, because AK, like, it's not, he's, to me, and I'm just going to be real, he sounded like a man who is only as faithful as his options um, <laughs> with this team. Like, like, you know what? We're in this relationship together. Like, we even have a kid, but I'm still keeping my eye open for anybody who will, who will come later. Even saying, you know, we're, we are, might have to just wait to make some moves later on uh, over the summer. So it, it was interesting um, not seeing anything materialize um i wish that he would have like that same belief set when it came to the head coach like you know you're with us for right now but um i'm still looking for somebody else who's who's gonna get this team to where they need to go uh that being said i looked at a lot of things and i understand that fans were like frustrated by the bulls not doing anything but it made me pause and wonder like what moves were going to be made that could significantly make this team better than what they are right now? Uh, because the glaring need, more than anything, like we could talk about shooting or 
having the big man. They don't have a point guard. You know, <laughs> they do not have a point guard. And I do not know who was available out there that the Bulls could add to solve that main problem because they're not getting any direction from the current players that they have on the roster. Io is doing an admirable job in trying to um, push the tempo with this team. Uh, Caruso, we talked about him having that leadership uh, role and, and really trying to communicate with people on the floor. But as far as having somebody who can get them into set plays, it's not going to come from the bench. Anybody on the bench that is chewing gum. Um, so if that's not going to be the case, then we need somebody to can take control of this offense and get this Bulls team in the plays that they need to be in. And I don't know who on the market, who is available that could actually solve that problem. Because if you have somebody like that on your team, the chances are your team is keeping that particular person. So it didn't surprise me not seeing a lot of movement as far as trades go. The fact that like a lot of us in the fan base are excited or wanting rest <laughs> in <laughs> off the buyout market says a lot. I mean, he's a point guard. He can push the pace. Uh, we, we already know the issues with his, his uh, efficiency on shooting, but um, that just says a lot. Obviously, we, we do definitely need to address the point guard issue. We definitely help us with some directions and playmaking. Um, I don't know how he's going to do with like in terms of floor spacing because he does want the ball a lot. But um, yeah, I don't I don't really know. That's a that is a very valid point. Point guard is definitely what we need in light of all this new news. Not so new news, not surprising news about so. Or we can also, we should have also been working on developing Dalen, but that's another issue. That's something that we've been talking about for a while, but he's not going to be anywhere close to becoming a starter anytime soon. Dalio has been doing what he can, but yeah, I don't know. What, what were you guys thinking? I didn't, I didn't really see anybody that would have made sense for us in terms of a point guard. Yeah, I yeah. wasn't upset about not making any trades because I didn't expect it. Um, the whole <laughs> supposed trade, I thought it would have been horrible. They were what was it? Um, Obi Toppin and Derek Rose, three first round picks, and Evan Fontier to match the salary. That's like a rebuilding move, and I I didn't see that actually happening. So, yeah, it's crazy that like people would like put that as an actual trade that does not help the Bulls at all. Um, you would be allowing the Knicks to get significantly better because, like, no matter what people have to say about Levine and um, his decision-making on the court, maybe some of the shot selection that he, you know, people get on him about, that team, like, it would make the Knicks significantly better. They'd be getting rid of players who are not playing for them at all. <laughs> and you'd be bringing in an all-star Olympian 
one of the best scores in the NBA. Like, I don't, I don't see how that would make any type of sense for the Bulls at all. Because let's say Zach does go to the Knicks. Well, the Knicks are are a few games over five hundred. They would, he would fill one of the glaring needs that they have. They don't have anybody who can put up points like he can and create for himself. So we be trading him for first round draft picks while helping the Knicks become and stay relevant. And you're not going to be seeing any type of really significant value in those first round draft picks if the Knicks are able to stay a playoff team that's like maybe like what, your fifth or sixth seed? Like I don't see how that helps the Bulls. It definitely doesn't help the Bulls now. And it doesn't do much for me as far as them having anything in the future. But um, I'm actually, I'm kind of excited if they can sign Russ because, you know, one of the things that I appreciate about Russ's game is that he has no fear. Um, he could actually help this Bulls team do something that they need to do more of, as Melissa pointed out, which is push the, um, push the pace. Um, and you know that he's going to give it his all every single time. Um, we know that Russ is not an efficient three-point shooter, but I'd like to like also point out that as crazy as this might sound, if Russ came to this Bulls team, this would be the best collection of offensive talent that he's played on since he was in OKC with Harden and with Durant. Um, so because even with him playing with, you know, Davis and with LeBron, after those two players, this is a significant drop-off on what the what that team has on its roster or had on its roster before they moved Russ with the Lakers, I mean. But if he were to come here and you have Levine, you have uh, Vooch, you have DeMar, you have Patrick, who is turning himself into like a very viable three and D player. You have Caruso, um, Kobe coming off the bench. Like that's a that's a lot better of an offensive team than what we've seen Russ surrounded with in the, the few years that he's been on other teams in OKC, Houston, and with the Lakers. So I I think it would be something that the Bulls would actually benefit from. <clears throat> Yeah, you know, I was not originally a fan of bringing in Westbrook. I mean, he's ball dominant, one way player, can't shoot. It's not just three pointers. He's shooting 42% from the field overall. Can't shoot. We need shooting. But he can push the pace. If you have him handling the ball, that's a lot more of Zach not handling the ball, which is a great thing. <laughs> Put him in more catch and shoots. Um, text Stacy about it, and then you know he's on board with it. He says that you no know, rest, rest is going to go out there and compete every night, and he will hold the guys accountable, unlike somebody that I will not name that he named. <laughs> Name him. <laughs> Name him. <laughs> so <laughs> y'all can make your guesses on who on the team or on the sidelines he was talking about. But might as well. Um, 
It's a buyout. You're like probably cutting Tony Bradley, who has should have been gone. So, yeah, let's let's go ahead and get a rest. Yeah, that's a win-win. I mean, we're not we haven't done anything with Tony Bradley. <laughs> he, yeah. <laughs> All we have to do is match his salary. He's probably only going to be here if we get him for what the rest of the season. Why not? Twenty-seven games. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd pay to watch us like have somebody escort Tony Bradley out of the Bulls facility, like that center did uh, for the Memphis Grizzlies. <laughs> Pick him up and carry him out. Like I, I would love to see that. <laughs> the fact that that was like. <laughs> The only thing that you can think of that's most memorable about Tony Bradley. <laughs> awful. What a that's just awful. Let me have your jacket too that you guys got in Paris. Let me get that jacket too on your way out. <laughs> Come up off that, bro. <laughs> but yeah, like I, I don't have a problem with them making trades. I have a problem with being lied to because AK is a bald-faced liar to get on the radio and say, yeah, um, I mean, we have good shooters. We just don't take enough threes. We, you know, there's teams like Brooklyn who became worse, so there's a spot opening in the East for us to make this playoff push. The same day you lose to Brooklyn, who does not have players available from their trade yet. And you shoot five of 26 from three. What good shooters do we have? Other than Zach and Kobe sometimes. Pat, who you play 14 minutes. And then say after the game, he was healthy. I sent you guys like a clip of like three plays on the first quarter where like he yeah, got cooked on defense. Okay, cool, whatever. To play him 14 minutes though, how are you letting him learn from his mistakes and develop if he makes a mistake and you're like, well, you're out the rest of the game? To say that Billy Donovan has done a wonderful job, was the most bullshit I've ever heard. We're in the ninth place. We cannot get to 500. We can get one game below. Then we're getting beat by a sorry team again, and we're on this forever chase just to get to 500 and still be in the play-in. And he's doing a wonderful job? A wonderful job of chewing gum. I don't like liars. And AK is a damn liar. I want to know where the disconnect is. And again, this is something we've been talking about forever and ever and ever. Like, I want to hear what goes down, like, on the bench in the locker room. Like, is it is it our players not executing? Is it Billy not calling for things? And when... When those plays, certain plays don't get run, is there like accountability for it, or just do? Is it the players just doing whatever they want? I just want to know 
where the disconnect is there. Cause it's like, it's almost, I, I want to believe that's an impossible, an impossible thing for the same mistakes to continue to happen over and over and over and over again. And we all know that like, as athletic as Zach is, we all know that he's like not the best at making decisions, especially in the clutch. Like he's just not, it is what it is and that's nothing new. But I just, again, I wanna know where the disconnect is, that too. But yeah, what what AK said, said about, <laughs> about Billy doing a wonderful job. I mean, he's done a mediocre job at best. And I do acknowledge the fact that we do have a lot of, we do have things wrong with the roster, obviously, but I don't see much happening in terms of like player development. I wanted to. Yeah, um, I don't know. I don't know if you all got that um, message that I sent you, like that meme from Seinfeld, where like George is like, it's not a lie if you believe it. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I don't. <laughs> Look, I don't mind um, AK like lying. I assume that all of these executives lie to people. Like that, that is not like, it's like, yeah, lie to me. Tell me that you believe in, um, in Pat all you want to. Like it, it, you can like have that lie if it is a lie that is going to move me to the team getting better. Like, I don't know, like, I don't think that you can come out and like, say that oh these players suck or whatever and then like that's not going to look good if you're trying to like create some type of like movement to get other teams interested in them and even like with him coming out and supporting billy i'd have no problem doing that if like in the next few games they're like yeah billy's out of here we're going with somebody else like i if you're gonna lie that's like i'm fine with that as long as like it's going to be yeah, we're making some moves like underneath here that other people don't know about. When I looked at this team coming in, AK and Billy, and like they said before, oh yeah, there's a lot of talent that's on this Bulls roster. A lot of talent, overvaluating players. They knew that there are players that they were going to be getting rid of. Oh, you had to know that there are players that they're going to be getting rid of because like it didn't take him very long to flip this roster over. They didn't come out and say, oh, yeah, you know what? These players suck. We need to move up with these players. Um, that's going to be the plan going forward. But in the same instance, I think that there actually is a strong belief that Billy is doing something to make this team better. And that's the thing that I don't quite understand. Even like with looking at some of the players that, AK has brought in, like with Pat, and I know what we talked about Pat and saying how, oh, you know, this is only his second year and everything. But if we had the opportunity beforehand to get this team better and it involved having Pat, I don't understand what it is that they saw that they wouldn't have gotten rid of Pat and like signed someone like a Jeremy Grant, who, by the way, is averaging 20 and like two assists per game like that's those are the kind of things that i un don't understand like as far as like what melissa said there is a disconnect people are coming out and trying to tell you that everything is okay when we've seen from these players throughout the course of the year say basically that things are not okay communication is not okay 
they're not getting um, the necessary guidance that they have. They haven't come right out and said that specifically, but you can read between the lines with a lot of the statements that these players have been saying, which things are not adding up. Um, so again, if you're going to lie, fine. As long as the roster is going to be changing, <clears throat> excuse me, or Billy's going to be out of here. But there, there just does seem to be this belief that Billy is a big part of the future that they're trying to, to build. And that I don't understand. That's why. Don't lie. Just don't answer. Talk about something else. They asked him about giving Billy the secret extension, and that man, Cupid shuffled around that. I've never I seen him like dance around something so much other than Bavar <laughs> with answering when Lonzo can play again. It was on that level of dancing around a question. I don't remember them saying, yeah, Jim Boylan's doing a wonderful job. They just didn't say anything about him. And then they fired him. This is a guy they gave a secret extension to, and you're saying, oh, he's doing a wonderful job. That's a lie, but I think that AK does believe that. So that meme you sent was right. It's not a lie if you believe it. Unfortunately, he's dumb enough to believe that. Well, I mean, I'll think about it like this, because I've said this before. In the world of sports, you are going to get people with their inflated egos to, like, the highest extent. If you're coming into this job as the vice president, and, like, this is basically, like, his thing that he is building from the ground up. Are you going to, like, readily admit that, yeah, I um, went out of my way to hire the wrong coach. The free agents that I picked up have not worked out, particularly with Lonzo Ball. And my guys that I am responsible for drafting, they haven't worked out either. Like, I don't see anybody in the world of sports being that open and honest about things. So I think like you, I'm not making any excuses, but like in, in those circumstances, I don't publicly like the bulls like look like an embarrassment, right? Now. Especially with what we were talking about with them, like saying that the East is wide open and going and losing to the nets. But like, are you going to like buy into that national narrative and just fully admit your, your flaws I don't see any executive doing that. So, yeah, like, I do see, in a way, you just getting up on camera and just, like, bold-faced lying to everybody who already knows the 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 truth behind the matter. But I don't, I don't see anybody who is going to, like, freely admit that, yeah, we kind of just royally screwed up here, and it started out from our decision-making of hiring Billy in the first place. I don't see that level of honesty happening in sports at all. <laughs> on a night we were playing on TNT, it should have been. <laughs> because you got Chuck calling us an embarrassment and saying that we should have blown it up. Kenny Smith is like, well, I know what the Bulls are missing. And Chuck's like, Michael Jordan, Scotty Pippen. And who's going to disagree with that? Yeah, like, but that narrative, it's not, it's not nuanced. The Bulls are not in a position to be able to blow anything up. We don't own our first round draft pick. So, like, we can't just be like, oh, yeah, we're just going to, like, blow things up. Like, that does not do anything 
for the now and for the future. There, there is no just blowing it up. Like that, that's out of the options. Yeah, I, I don't agree with the blowing it up. You know, on the first round pick, and then you want to blow it up and get multiple young players under Billy Donovan? No thanks. That part. Yeah. Under Billy, under Billy, like the lack of development, that part right there. No thanks. <laughs> and like guys say, it is a disconnect. Um, David Kaplan said Zach and Billy's relationship is the ship has sailed. <laughs> and you know, that's why it was trade rumblings of Zach being moved. Because Zach doesn't like Billy. He hasn't liked him since that benching. And he said that everybody else in the locker room is on Billy's side. So it's looking like we're going down this road again where they chose Fred Hoiberg over Jimmy Butler. And we saw how that turned out. So if they choose Billy over Zach, it's not going to be good at all. Yeah, that to me, you have to be careful about like stuff that gets leaked out to the media or narratives um, <clears throat> because people have agendas. Um, despite what is going on between Zach and we know Zach hasn't been healthy, Zach is well respected around the league. I can't put any type of belief in this team rallying to be on Billy Donovan's side. And I'm not saying, like, just from the outside looking in, this team does not play for Billy Donovan. They don't. Like, you can't, like, say, like, oh, yeah, they're rallying behind Donovan in the locker room. And in the same instance, watch this same, this very same team not compete for the man that they're supposedly rallying around when you need Zach out there. Like, everybody understands that Zach is a big part of the Bulls' success or possible success moving forward. That's one of those narratives that I don't buy for an instance. I don't know if that's coming from, you know, people like in the, maybe the higher-ups who are trying to, like, put something out there to try to control a narrative. But, like, I, there's, there's no part of me that you can, like, walk logically down a pathway where I'm going to believe that a bunch of players are like, like who, who are these players? Um, like, is it Caruso, uh, Drummond, like <laughs> Damar, like coming to say, yeah, Billy, we, we're definitely on Billy's side, like Booch. Like, no, I don't, I don't see that happening, especially when, like when like players roles haven't been fully defined for them. I don't see people being like, yeah, we're all on Billy's side and we need to get Zach up out of here. Like, there's no way you can convince me of that. Yeah, I think the truthful part of that is Zach doesn't like Billy. I think what they don't say where the lie comes in is the players being on Billy's side. I think all of the players don't like Billy. And this is pretty much a push from the liar, AK to make himself look good by still giving Billy an extension when he knows nobody likes Billy. I don't even think Billy likes Billy. 
is, is, like a lack of <coughs> TBH. It looked, it just looks like a lack of respect on both sides, like between the players and the coaches. Obviously, nothing is, nothing makes sense. That's why we are talking about the same thing every every episode. Like, where is the disconnect? Is it are things just not being executed, or is it the players not? Is it the players not executing, or are calls not being? Are the plays not being called? But on like the pressers and stuff, you'll hear Demar and Zach say, "Well, we did every, we did everything that the coach asked of us, and you know this is still the result." So, I just would love to hear what goes on in practices. What get them all mic'd up during the games? <laughs> like, what what is happening? And if that is true and universal across the board, that like you know they're always running the plays and executing them as asked. So we know for sure that it's a it's a coaching issue because it's so hard to believe that <laughs> it's so hard to believe that at this level we're in the NBA that the coaching is this this bad <laughs> it can't it can't be true it can't be true so <laughs> try to figure figure that part out I want to know like the real what's really going on and it's all these like speculations and rumors and stuff like that and, and as Justin said like everybody's got an agenda to push but what is what is happening what is happening yeah like and, and agendas like you you everybody has to be like careful with agendas and like the thing is is like any reasonable person because like, I'm gonna like just stepping back with Russ like you have people like who are coming out and saying, like, oh, Russ will be terrible. Like, this team, like, doesn't have three-point shooting. And it would be funny to me, like, if they signed Russ, like, some people would find a way to blame the team's lack of shooting on Russ, even though they did not have the shooting before Russ. Like, I could see that easily happening because people always want to get on, like, a, a, a negative narrative train. Um, and it's it's hard to reason with people um when you are reasoning with someone individually it's a lot easier than like dealing with a whole bunch of people who just come out with their own negative statements because that's what they want to focus on but like looking at a player like russ one of the things that you can't argue with is that he is a voice that with playing with lesser players players listen to him they followed him. In OKC, when Durant left, those players, and people can say that Russ was stat padding or whatever, those players followed whatever Russ was doing. And if adding Russ and like his level of competitiveness, I think that that would ease a lot of the burdens that are going on with this team that does not have an actual locker room voice. And it's nothing against like a Caruso or an Io, but I was like looking at the stats and I'm just being honest with you. Like in that last game, I think it was like, I forget if it was like Pat and Io or Caruso and Io, but I was like looking at like two of our starters combined for like eight points, two rebounds and two assists. Like no matter what, how loud of a voice you have, you cannot be the voice putting up stats like that. Those are, it's just emptiness. 
adding a voice like Russ kind of quiets things down because, you know, he's a big personality. He would be providing at least some type of leadership that this Bulls team is sorely lacking. And a lot of the burdens and stresses that can't be answered by the players on this team, he will be focusing their attention on Russ and everything that Russ is doing. And it would kind of like get people's attention off of the fact that Billy has various shortcomings of a, as a coach. It would quiet people's attentions off of what this roster does not have on it. But like, it's, it's just interesting to me that like people can make this argument for Russ not being better on this team. Looking at the fact that he's averaging like 15, six and six or something similar to that. We don't have anybody else in this roster who is doing that. And Russ is playing less minutes. But, it, like, it's just funny, like, looking at that because people, like, talk about Russ's, like, lack of three-point shooting. Nobody talks about LeBron's lack of three-point shooting. Russ is shooting 29% from three. You all know what LeBron is shooting this year? 31%. And he's taking seven three-pointers a game. People talk about Russ's, like, defense sliding off. LeBron's defense is actually worse than Russ's this year. And LeBron has the ball in his hands more. You know, he's directing the offense more. He's playing with the starters. So you're playing with better players on a nightly basis. Russ is coming in and he's filling up the stat sheets off of the bench in a reduced role. There is no person who could sit down with me and, and explain to me, in my opinion, how not how adding him to this Bulls team would make this Bulls team somehow worse. That I, you know, so I'm like, if you can add somebody who brings those, that level, those different dimensions to to this team and kind of quiet the noise and take eyes off of Billy, eyes off of Zach, eyes off of Booch and DeMar, lack of defensive shortcomings, you do that. Maybe even add another shooter who was being bought out. I just like looked online and people were talking about how um, the Orlando magic are in the process of buying out Terrence Ross or like Cleveland. There was talk about them possibly buying out Kevin Love. But if you add Bruss and another shooter or, you know, somebody who could stretch the floor somehow, I think that you do that. And to me, like if you can do that without giving up significant draft capital or any of the players that you currently have on the roster, then maybe the Bulls actually found themselves in a better situation than actually trying to orchestrate some trades that do nothing but diminish what they have on this team right now. Yeah, I, I tweeted like I'm I'm cool for getting rest, but also get a shooter. Terrence Ross or Kevin Love, like you brought up, we would have to like get rid of Tony Bradley and I guess Marco. You might as well release Marco and just have him sign a contract with the Windy City Bulls because that's where he's playing at anyway. So yeah, man, Russ is like the league candidate for Six Man of the Year. Yeah, is our bench playing well this year? Not really. Now, part of that is due to the way Billy has been utilizing the bench. But why would you not add some type of player like that on the team? Like, I, just, I don't get it. 
And we know he's not afraid to call out a coach. I mean, he's been calling out the Lakers coach like since he got here. So it's a win, win, win. That's how I feel about it, too. I'm cool with it. Like, he'd be cool to play with Billy, and he'll get his starting spot. And we do need a little spice to the squad. <laughs> we're very, we're uh, not very spicy. <laughs> I'm trying to say, I'm trying to say things in a nice way, but it would be nice <laughs> to throw in some extra sauce into the roster. Vanilla. <laughs> like one of the reasons why like a lot of us have been like clamoring for, for Dalen to be on this team is because Dalen the character like you know Dalen's gonna be calling people out and like providing energy that is something that is sorely lacking on this team it was funny watching them play the Nets a few nights ago and the way that they came out with a Nets team that had essentially because like after that trade went down with um with Kyrie we knew that it was only a matter of time before they were going to be moving Durant. Like there was no reason for them to hold on to Durant for what purpose? We anybody like with just half a, a brain could understand that that was going to be the next domino that was going to fall. The team that lost there, they lost three potential like Hall of Fame players this year, and now like they're looking at the fact that Ben Simmons is like the prized. Um, um, <laughs> Like the top prize that they landed, like with all of this craziness that has gone on with the Nets, Ben Simmons is their their prize that they are left with at the end. Th- that team should have been like like just lackadaisical, for lack of a better term. How did the Bulls come out? Absolutely no energy. I remember tweeting, or not tweeting, but like messaging you all, like when I was watching the game, like what what am I watching? Like what is this? Like the energy, there was no energy at all with the Bulls team and then some reason like we're watching Zach cook and then like Billy does this thing with like oh Zach you know what you're scoring too much you know you need to go sit down like I don't know you're only what 27 years old should be like you haven't played in a couple of games I think you might be a little bit tired so I'm gonna give you a break like he does that same exact thing but like with Russ I want to see Billy like try to tell Russ hey you know what you need to go sit down um like no that's not gonna work like that's that's one of the other reasons why i need russ to be on this team i need for someone to like look at billy when he's trying to like you know substitute out players like uh no that's not you that's not happening like (laughs) i'm staying in this game Uh, we need some spiciness we need some players that are gonna mix it up we need somebody that is gonna punch back when you get punched in the face and not keep allowing people to continuously punch you in the face and punch you in the face and punch you in the face and you lay it down and you're still taking it on the floor. <laughs> Fight back. You <laughs> got hands too. Please. Stop Have it. I already did. <laughs> oh man. Um we got the Cleveland Cavaliers tonight. <laughs> Woo! That is exciting. <laughs> In the place where nobody goes to vacation. <laughs> Shout out, Joe. <laughs> so, we have the Cavs tonight. Then we have the Magic back at home. And what are the other games? 
Magic back at home. Then we're at Indiana and back at home for the Bucks on a back to back. Did you say the Magic? We play Cleveland today, Magic on Monday. Then we have a back to back Wednesday and Thursday against the Pacers and the Bucks. <laughs> Man, that sucks. That means that I'm not going to be able to watch the game on Monday. That's too intense. They, they black out all of like the Magic games whenever like the Bulls play them because it's like considered a local game. Even though I'm in Tampa and Orlando's an hour away, they black it out. Even though it's not being played on any of my channels, so I'll have to like listen to that game if I want to be able to see it. Uh. <laughs> Tonight's definitely an L. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I, I was going to say, hopefully, is we pull this off as two and two. <laughs> I feel like tonight's an L. I'm sorry. I'm going to say tonight's a W because there's no way that you come out with a lack of energy and no sense of urgency after you just lost to the greatest assembly of role players that there's ever been. And you play a guy that dropped 70 on you last time. I know, but what did we just talk about getting punched when you're down? <laughs> if they come out and lay down against the Cavaliers, the and against the guy that scored 70 points on you, then this team has no pride at all. Fight back. <laughs> Fight back. Please. Yeah, but it would be like on par for this Bulls team to come out and like beat this Cavs team by like 10 points a night. <laughs> like that's just the way things have been going this year. Like they don't show up for like the G League players. But they show up for playoff teams. This team is usually the most confusing team of all time. <laughs> of all time. Across all sports. We love them, though. We love them. I love them. I know you guys do, too. Yeah, I just wish they loved us back. Like, I feel like this is like a, a one-way... <laughs> Just one way, like we're we're not getting the love. I I want to feel the love back from them. Unconditional love, with no expectations. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm going to and two. I'm going to and two also, but tonight's an L. <laughs> Three and one. Who's the one? <laughs> the Bucks. Yeah, I gotta say the Bucks. <laughs> we beat the Bucks the last time, didn't we? Yeah, we did. Yeah. You can't even like, go off logic. You can't go off logic anymore. <laughs> Before it was like you know, they're they're definitely gonna win against like teams over five hundred, but it's not even like that anymore. It's just like it's so <laughs> unpredictable. So, <laughs> I, a logic cannot be applied. It's just like whatever happens happens tonight. Depends on people's moods. It would be interesting to like get behind like whoever 
like is in charge of like Vegas and watch them like come up with like mathematical like formulas to try to predict a bull's win. Like <laughs> you would have to like have like the top mathematicians <laughs> for the world working on trying to figure out when this bulls team is going to win. We just got to get so our offense together. Like we're still ranked really high on defense. They did another, uh, Kirk came out with another report again, like last 10 games. I think it was as of yesterday and we're still, we're not ranked first anymore, but I don't know. We're like somewhere top five, maybe I think, or maybe top six. It's just getting the offense together. Yeah, they're <laughs> legitimate. To, like You have to score. Like in the game of basketball, I think you have to score more buckets than the other team. <laughs> so <laughs> I think that's a, a major part of it. Of course, defense, is, defense wins games. Yeah, but let's, uh, let's work on the offense a little bit. That's a wild philosophy you have there. But it, it is interesting, like, watching this team. Like, there have been times I – don't, I don't know if anybody else has seen it, but there have been times when they've gotten the rebound and, like, the players just look around like, wait, what are we supposed to do now? We have the ball. I saw that a couple of times with the Nets. Like, they got the rebound. Oh, God. Because Billy calls no plays. What are we doing? Yeah. Um, so yeah, hopefully they play with some pride tonight, and maybe next time we have a show, we'll be talking about Russell Westbrook being on the scene. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Who knows with these with these Bulls? So, <laughs> till next time, go Bulls! Go Bulls! Woo! Sign Russ. <laughs> Make buckets. Fire Billy. <laughs> <laughs> Tennis game over. The horn blows. Oh.